You know, as the years uh, go by, it's amazing how some things you once thought were a big deal uh, suddenly don't seem so important. When your child faces disappointment, it's a good thing to remind them to have some perspective and uh, to recognize it's going to be okay. Now, we've got to lean in and acknowledge what they're feeling. I think I was guilty, Danny, of just kind of glossing over the bad feelings that they were experiencing. But I've learned to lean into that moment, affirm the child's feelings, and then help them get the perspective that they can't get. They're just stuck right now. Well, I'm John Fuller, joined by my friend and focus colleague, Dr. Danny Huerta, and uh, Matt and Lisa Jacobson have offered some excellent ideas in previous episodes on ways to encourage your son or daughter, especially when they're facing a challenge. And uh, let's go ahead and hear some of that conversation that Jim Daly and I had with them. You know, so often as parents, we forget, even though we went through it when we mm-hmm. were teenagers, that 13 to 17-year-old mm-hmm. stage, when that zit appears on your face and you're going, it's all falling apart. This is the end of the world. I can't go to the dance. I'm never going to get married. I'm never going to have children. I mean, you're going, what? That's a good time to hug your child. <laughs> but, but it's this perspective that you've got to be able to bring as the parent without judgment or, you know, just that wraparound to say, you know what? It's it's not going to be that big a deal. Mm-hmm. And that's true of just about anything that goes on in that teenager's life at that point. Sometimes one of the most difficult things you can do, because you want to be efficient, you want to deal with the information, you want to go forward, yeah, and we've I got like a plan you. here. Identifying I like you. Yeah. <laughs> Come but on, sometimes snap, snap. One of the most difficult things you can do is just sit and listen. Mm-hmm. And we've got a couple of kids. Uh, they're not all this way. We have a very silent son who, it, he doesn't have much to say. I'm sure you have variety. We have a big children. variety. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a huge value in valuing, and I say valuing because the parent has to f- see this in themselves. I value this. There's a huge value in just listening to your daughter, to your son, listening to what they have to say. And we're such fixers, and we listen to the problems, and then three minutes in, we've got the answer. Uh, but that's the wrong approach, certainly, we found in our kids. And I'm thinking of a couple of daughters in particular, but one in particular, mm-hmm. who just wants you to listen. And she's not looking for your, your comeback answers and your awesome plans and solutions. She just needs to get it out. She yeah. needs to. And so it doesn't feel very productive as a parent, but it's super powerful in mm-hmm. the heart of yeah. your child. Well, and so much of what you talk about in your great resources, a hundred ways to love your son, a hundred ways to love your daughter. Uh, it's, it's relationship. I mean, that's what you're really talking about. Absolutely. You, in fact, talk about dating your daughter. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not, I didn't have that experience. John, you, you did, I did I, but yeah. I, I don't have daughters. So I, I kind of, you know, there's a piece of my heart going, oh, I wish I would have had a daughter and experienced that and, yeah. you know, said, hey, let's go out Wednesday night. Every Wednesday night's going to be your night. Let's mm-hmm. spend time together. How did you do that? Yeah. Well, f- first of all, with eight kids, um, you can't just block out a night of the week because <laughs> there are one short nights. There's me. That's right. That's you. That's right. She always says, I'm high maintenance, but I'm worth it. <laughs> I'm a Sunday through Saturday <laughs> person. Yeah, that's but, good. Uh, I think I say this in the book. I wish I would have done this vastly more than I did. And there are a lot of dads out there that are doing an excellent job with this. But I, I did date our daughter's. Again, a little bit. I wish I would have done it a lot more. Yeah. There's real value in just saying, hey, I'd like to go catch some lunch with you. We do it more now. We've got several kids that don't live near us. But right. but uh, with our daughter that does and with our sons, we definitely pursue Spend a that more. more time together. But it's easy um, just asking. Just yeah. asking. Mm-hmm. And sometimes 
your child will be surprised. You know, if you haven't done it, they might be surprised. And, and if there's a little bit of pushback, don't take the bait. If you're starting in on this journey, just do it. Just show them that you like them and you want yeah. to be with them. You want them to be with you. Well, it's creating those opportunities to listen, like you Absolutely. just said a moment ago. Lisa, let, let's turn to sons for a moment. I love this aspect that you wrote about in terms of, you know, letting boys be boys in essence. So your kids, your boys mm-hmm. love sound like love to build forts. My boys did the same thing. You know, where's that blanket? Where are the chairs? Oh, they're in the basement and they've got this fort going. And, it you know, it's a nice, uh, nice place to go hide, really. But uh, why is that important to let boys be boys? Well, I think it, it speaks so powerfully into their lives. It builds confidence in them that they that you can that you love them just how they're made and that you're going to encourage that. So I had to for me, I had to let go of some things. I had to let go of my need for order, um, my clean house. <laughs> Those are super important things to me. And, right. But I realized, wait a minute, I'm sacrificing how they're made in order for me to be have my home the way I want it to be. You had to let that go a yeah, little bit. Yeah, I did. And so it, I didn't let them spread out all over the house, but in yeah. the living room, they would set up their tents. They would leave them up for days. They would bring all their stuff in there and <laughs> eat in there. And yeah. I've asked our oldest son, who's now 26, what is it that we did right? What is it, some things that you felt like I did well? And he said, I loved that you let us build forts in the house and mm. that you let us Great just... Memory. Now, some, sometimes this can take a dangerous turn. So our son, the 26-year-old, had one of these little action figures with a parachute attached to it. Yeah. And we had an upper room in the house we were at that had a railing, and so he'd go up there and he'd throw it off and watch it sailing around. He starts thinking, I think I can do this. So he goes and gets a garbage bag. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. No, he, no, no. And he's, he's standing at the top on the rail, and he's just getting ready to jump <laughs> onto this platform he had built with with uh, with cushions and everything and then grandma walked by and said what are you doing he yeah. says well it worked i saw the little <laughs> little uh, guy and so he's just gonna do that as maybe a, a future engineer if he lives no kidding he does some pretty crazy oh, stuff yeah. so. no, that's so good well, Danny, you've got a son and a daughter, and I'm sure you connect with them differently, as the Jacobsons were discussing there. Um, there are some differences in every kid, but gender is certainly one of those things that requires us to be thinking a little bit differently for each child, right? No, John, I, I actually treat them exactly the same. Okay, well, yeah, good. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening today <laughs> to the good. Focus on the Family Parenting podcast. Oh, no, yeah, it's completely different, yet it's some e- similarities. Way, it's easier to do it exactly the it same is. way, but it it's is. really not very good to do that. But it's fun to see the different pieces that it pulls out of me as a oh, dad, right? So with, with my daughter, she'll say, Dad, can you hold me? Or uh, let's draw together. The other day I was thinking, hey, do you want to go uh, go for a run? Do you want?" She said, can we just draw together today? And my son, now, he would not ask that. He has asked before, uh, can we build some Legos together? He's done that. When he was uh, younger, yeah. But now he's saying, hey, can we go lift together? Let's lift some weights. Dad, in the morning, I want to lift before I go to school. And he's, he's on, the, on the muscle side, right? He has said, Dad, let's go wrestle. Let's, let's just, I want to take you down. So we're, we're wrestling There's a out certain the age where wisdom just says, don't do that anymore. They can hurt <laughs> we, me. Right, we have fun. And we, <laughs> we enjoy that physicality, my yeah. son and I and my daughter and I have some deep conversations now as we walk. She's 16. We'll walk around the block. We just did that this last week uh, as she talked through some things that she was wrestling with emotionally. And I say, hey, let's, yeah, let's go for a walk. I want to be there with you. She's more about the words. My son is more about the experience. 
that is awesome to keep in mind. It doesn't fit 100% of the time, but it seems kind of a general difference. Um, What do you do if you're struggling to connect with the child? Let's just say they want to do, uh, let's read poetry together. I'm not a poetry guy. I mean, seriously, that would be painful for me. <laughs> let's, I mean, are there times when I, it's okay to say, you know, is there something else we could do? Because that's just hard for me. Well, at least take curiosity in it. See, so you, you kind of stretch yourself a little bit. And at the same time, have them be able to learn how to stretch themselves. And then maybe you take, uh, you take turns. Hey, we're going to do something I love to do so that they can learn about you, you and go. then you take some time to learn about It's not all about them. This isn't a child-centered home. Mm-hmm. They need to learn to give and take. At the same time, taking interest in what is having them come alive. Maybe that's how God's designed them, and you get to encourage that and learn from them. And when a child gets to teach their parent, it really can be a very empowering moment for a child. That is wonderful perspective. Thank you. And I hope our listeners will just kind of grab onto that and be thinking through, how do I discover how God wired my child? And what can I learn from my son and or daughters? So we'll encourage you to stop by our website. We've got more great content. Uh, Danny's team has written a number of articles uh, that are there for free. One is called Steadfast Love, the Difference Between Boys and Girls. And we'll have a link to that in the show notes. Um, If you can make a donation to the ministry here, uh, a gift of any amount today, we'll send you the books by Matt and Lisa Jacobson. The 100 Ways to Love Your Daughter is bundled with 100 Ways to Love Your Son. Okay, so maybe you've only got girls. We'll give the boy book away or hold on to it for uh, a son-in-law, maybe even. Uh, They'll share ideas in the books, as you've heard today, and it's going to be helpful whether your kids are younger or teens or even young adults. Again, details for donating and getting these books and other resources are in the show notes. Next time, we'll hear from parenting coach Mike Berry. He'll talk about a season where he gave up a a lot to be with his kids. I'm John Fuller, and for Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire team, thanks for joining us today for the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. 